You guys join us every Wednesday. And, of course, our weekend tribe on 88.7 The Pulse, uh, 90.7 The Neon, and our family over at KFNX. You guys rock. We always appreciate, well, your feedback. We've heard a a lot from you guys uh, over on our little old website, wrenchnation.tv. You guys know you can get on there. Let's just clear the air. Susie Sockets, welcome back to the show, girl. Hi, Frank. How you doing? I'm Wunderbar, but we got to tell the Yeah, I got to tell the people, though. It's Let's very, tell the people. Well, we've had a couple of, uh, I think, on our YouTube channel and a couple other places. Know that we got the website, wrenchnation.tv. If you need a hand with anything that you got going on under hood, we want to help you. And, and, and I tell you what, if we cannot help you, we'll get somebody to help you. I don't care what part of the country you're in. Of course, if you're by our garage, Chandler and Dobson out of Chandler AZ, little old place outside of Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, Susie, how's your week been? Week's been good. It's been uh, cold. Can I say that? We well, don't get rain in Arizona, and it rained and rained. I think our people's, our people's from California sent us some weather frontage action. I think so. I don't know if it was Santa Ana wind-like, but uh, <laughs> you guys uh, that are listening... Uh, from Minnesota, Wisconsin. I know you're laughing at us, but we had some weather events. I mean, it was hailing and snowing it in was. some areas. And when you got a bunch of people living in the desert, that's, uh, you know, we need <laughs> therapy after something like that. But uh, on this uh, show today, man, uh, which we're honored to to announce to you, I want you guys to hang in there. Now, if you got to bump in and out, know that the show is also uploaded on the podcast. Pick your favorite player, and we're up on uh, Sunday. We upload the show but on this show, we're going to dive into some history. Uh, you, you, you guys have seen this. The individual and unique style, whether it's the classic ride or some of our tuner family out there. What about all of the pinstriping that you see? Yeah, there's some great Beautiful pinstriping out there. Yeah, works of art. The unique and personal message of each vehicle, or for that matter, Anything with wheels extends to that individual spirit and passion. That's what that's about. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not going out to put a little vinyl. I mean, you could. Maybe you represent a car club and you want to put a little vinyl action on it. But nothing says your signature oh, yeah. to a long-haul build. I don't care if you're building a Supra or a 68 Mustang. You want to get in there and add that little signature style. And that is your pinstriping action. That's now, right. this is a lost art. I tell you, within the early years of such great pinstripers like Tommy the Greek, Crones, and Dean Jeffries, and Ed Big Daddy Roth, is pinstriping relevant today? If you're listening and you've got your hoopty, is this something you're considering? Well, we're honored to have Wicked Lines, Johnny Martinez who's a veteran world-class pinstriper with an incredible story. It's not like Johnny's been pinstriping for 50, 60 right, years. Right, all his life. So we're going to save that. We're going to save that because Mr. Johnny Martinez is hanging out in the green room ready <laughs> to talk about all things pinstriping. We're going to get to the basics. We're also going to talk about what makes pinstriping so unique to your signature. You may have picked out your upholstery. You may have picked out that wonderful paint and that power plant. But what about that signature pinstripe that people ask about when they see your vehicle at a car show? That's so I'm excited. Cool. I'm excited to have Johnny on. Uh, Got to bring this up now with this new administration. We're not getting into government speak, but we do have some automotive-related type news. With the government? Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, but not necessarily getting into the weeds with the government. This well, isn't a government show. Well, do tell, Frank. Well, 645,000 vehicles is what the government owns in their hand of vehicles from federal okay. to the post office. You guys, many of you say, but that post office design has been around forever. Of course, that's a Grumman Long Life vehicle. The LLV is what you find delivering your mail. Now, these are gas power plants for the most part. Now, there's some hybrid action, but it was announced that uh, over 600,000 of these vehicles, they're going electric. Ooh. Well, I mean, that's the sign of the times, man. It, and, and this whole green movement is here. Mm-hmm. But I do question uh, car culture, and, and we always ask our, our guests their thoughts on it. I know if you go to Europe, uh, the E-Formula racing series is popular. Not so much here. 
people still want their big, big block, big daddy, big block horsepower. That's right. But that's, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, just to give you guys perspective, uh, that Grumman vehicle has been around. It's based on the uh, Chevy S10 chassis. That's interesting. And you figure all of the stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. And kudos to our postal family out there, man. You guys, the post office is always keeping it. Way before Jeff Bezos, <laughs> we always relied on our... So I want to thank you, post office people. Thank you, post office people. Yeah, but that uh, Chevy S10 is basically what that platform uh, is about. And, of course, they, they have to be maintained on a regular basis. But uh, Biden, executive order made in America, which is set to direct a sizable portion of these 600,000 vehicles that are federal government vehicles. Now, I'd like to see spending in America, but let's face it, on the e-front, on the electric, the battery, we got a lot of catch-up to do. China, right. China's leading the way with uh, what they're doing, uh, but hopefully we, uh, we can uh, do what we got to do to make that happen. What are your thoughts? Get on to WrenchNation.tv. Do you think a sweeping change to electric platforms, of course, this is not going to happen overnight, is this the way to go? Perhaps you have an idea, maybe hydrogen. Maybe we just keep it hybrid and we really go with a long transition. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with electric vehicles. They coming. say like when a projected date would be to have all this done? They did not. But I can date? tell you that we are just not, this is not going to happen overnight. Not in our lifetime? I think a lot of investors are looking at all things batteries. I okay. mean, I think that's uh, legitimate there. Um, but the that Grumman LLV, I, I think about the postal service i think about the post office service and what they've been using that goes back to 1980 with very little right. change so i don't know it's going to be it's going to be electric we're going to see how that all happens yep that'll be fun to follow you can still pinstripe your electric <laughs> ride i'm just saying susie what's happening in the world of the weirdness okay so you know this happened in beaverton oregon so a woman went into the grocery store, oh, about five yards, 15 feet the car was on Saturday, leaving her four-year-old child inside with the engine running. Wait a minute. She she left the kid she in She left there. the kid in with oh. the engine running and the vehicle unlocked. No bueno. So that's kind of like a mm-mm, no. bad, bad thing. Well, a store employee actually saw the woman in the market and a few minutes later saw a car thief driving away in Wait. her SUV. With the, with the little with child. With the child. What is wrong? So now what happens next? <laughs> this criminal had a conscience. Oh. So once the thief realized the toddler was in the back seat, he drove back, berated the woman for leaving the child unattended. Oh, he switched, he switched gears. Yes. Told the woman to take the child and then drove away again. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my So he, he said, you know what? Yeah. You're nuts for doing this, but... Here, here's your handoff. Take, yes. Take your baby because I'm out of here. I'm still stealing your ride. <laughs> so he followed through on it, but he had a conscience. Exactly. And he literally lectured the mother for leaving the child in the car and even threatened to call the police on her. Oh, my gosh. This is bananas. <laughs> so uh, for all my uh, folks that are in the psychoanalyst uh, field, all you psychologists out there, um, when you think about somebody getting ready to steal something, I mean, you you think, well, they're not thinking anything but whatever. Get they're away. Gonna, right. I'm stealing this. It's mine. That's I'm out of right. here. But he, he really took time out and said, wait a minute. So which crime is worse? <laughs> Leaving the baby in the back seat or the fool that stole the vehicle? Yeah. That's, I mean, what do you guys think? Now, this is what was interesting, though, because the the uh, the police actually said the woman did nothing wrong and was within the sight and sound of the child. So he actually said the oh. incident served as a good reminder just to take an extra precaution. But he holds no yeah. blame to well, wait, wait a minute. So sight and sound. All right. Let's pull in all my attorneys listening yes. right now. So you just said the police said she was within sight and, and sound. sound of the child. What if, what is sight and sound? What if I'm not hearing well? I mean, <laughs> what does that mean? That's that's like, I may leave and it's 10 feet before I'm out of sight and sound. Well, here would be my objection to that. If it was within sight, how did a thief get in the car and drive away? So like, you gotta, like, I yeah, you gotta maintain. So she was more interested in buying tomatoes. I hate when this happens. I especially. Do too. Out here in the desert, we we have worked with ABC 15 oh, yeah. in the past, and I don't understand it. 
Um, we, we know that kids can be left in vehicles when dad takes over. This is a known phenomenon. In the morning, mom takes Johnny or Jill to school. The routine. The routine. We fall out of pattern right. behavior. Not this woman. She was after her asparagus, and I don't know what to say about that. But in the morning, if dad is given the responsibility to take the child to school, he falls out. Because, look, I don't care who you are. We're in a fog in the morning. Right. I mean, some of you are drinking lots of coffee, but we're still in a fog. <laughs> and it happens. We get into this pattern behavior. Yeah. And um, that's one of the things that we'll work with uh, ABC 15, of course, doing this story. And it's literally, what do you do if mm-hmm. you're inside that ride? You can yeah. remind yourself what they say is keep your purse, ladies, keep your purse in the front. Keep that phone. You will not leave. You'll leave your child, but you won't leave your phone. Leave the phone somewhere <laughs> the child. where you know, right? Give it to give it to little Johnny in right. the back. Let Johnny play because you will not leave without That's your right. phone. Trust me, I know. If you beg to differ, reach out to us. Get in the comments <laughs> section. We'll put this whole uh, kibit and caboodle on Rich Nation. Well, now check this out. So the the vehicle was actually found a few hours later in Portland. So if you're in the Beaverton, Portland area, make sure you uh, get a lookout for a suspect in his 20s or 30s with dark brown or black braided hair with a multicolored mask. Never found the guy, only found the car. All right. But at least child is safe with mom. I want to say something here before we bring in uh, Johnny Martinez. This is key, people. I want you to pay attention. We are seeing an uptick in stolen catalytic converters. Now, what is a cat, as we call it in the industry? Well, I'll put it to you this way. It's an expensive device. It's an emissions device. It's in your exhaust system. We've had a few phone calls. Hey, uh, my car started up. It was really loud this morning. And the question we had was, was it loud yesterday? <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't. Well, it, it almost guaranteed the cat was stolen. Now, what can you do? There are catalytic converter locks on there. We don't advocate. We haven't tried them. But I have a simple way you can do uh, this and prevent this. First up, light up your driveway, family. You just put some lights out there and then get a motion light magnetic goes underneath, especially all my RV people, because it takes literally minutes to steal this very expensive cat. How much do you say? 800, 900. It has rhodium and palladium. It's a precious metal. It's up there with gold and silver people to make the emissions happy in your vehicle. So please pay attention. And if your catalytic converter was stolen, tell your neighbors. Keep an eye out. Tell the neighbors on the next block, so be on the lookout. I want you guys to stay tuned. We have the talented, wicked line, Johnny Martinez. Uh, We're going to dive into the whole topic of pinstriping. Stay tuned, Branch Nation. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software Provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto park distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Vision collision. God forbid you get into an accident or you get a little bumper, fender, bender, slide, or even if you've got that shopping cart that ends up scratching the side of your newer ride. My friends at Vision Collision, they're certified. They deal with insurance companies, but also what I really like is they were able to deal with my situation. I didn't want to exercise my insurance and I paid out of pocket and they gave me a very fair price with quality work. So for any complete auto body paint and repair, you want that small business, the heart of business that treats you one-on-one vision collision 480-248-9049 visioncollision.com when you're thinking about body shop or collision work paint repair dent repairs collision wheel restoration vision collision is the way to go tell them frank at wrench nation sent you 480-248-9049 480-248-9049 vision collision i want my 
mileage back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG, BG. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Get on to WrenchNation.tv. We appreciate you there, and of course, all of our social media channels. Hanging on uh, Instagram and Facebook, uh, Ranch Nation. Love your show ideas, so uh, get that cooking if you've got anybody, hey, in your service bays or somebody in your backyard that's doing something unique uh, by way of automotive and uh, doing right by their community. We'd love to hear from you. Now, as I mentioned, first uh, segment, you, you guys personalize. If you're investing in a build, every step of the way, you know every nook and cranny, every nut and bolt is planned, is strategic, and it's a process. Well, what about pinstriping? You want to add some signature to it. Now, you may have had a car passed on down from, let's say, Grandpa Jones passed that down, and you want something to reflect that piece of spirit. That's something that you would see. On today's show, uh, we are honored to have world-class pinstriper Johnny Martinez of the West Coast. He's going to share his story and uh, give us some vibes and some of the pieces, the unique pieces that he's done in the pinstriping arena. Johnny, welcome to the show, partner. Thank you, Frank. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are honored to have you on because, Johnny, let's face it, we, we you don't meet a whole lot of pinstripers. No. Well, I guess if you open up a telephone book or, or something like that, you're probably not going to see a bunch. But when you go to a high-end car show or, or most fairly large shows, it seems like you see 8 or 10 or 12 of them there. So, uh, you know, where are they coming from? But, yeah. That's what I hear. Uh, yeah, I would imagine that that's bread and butter for a pinstriper because you can't. I mean, what do you do? Like advertise on Google? I don't think so. You got to <laughs> you got to be hanging in the car community yep. um, for sure. Tell us yeah. how you got into pinstriping because last I checked, there isn't a school that you can right. Right. I mean, there's you know. So how did you get started? Well, how I got started was there was a guy uh, who used to pinstripe all of my cars, my trucks, my motorcycles, uh, a gentleman named Rick Grendel. He's no longer with us. He sadly passed. Uh, and uh, I used to watch him when he would do any one of my personal vehicles, and I would just watch him. And, and I was amazed, and I'd go to shows, and I'd see these pinheads, that's what they call them at the shows, uh, doing their, their, their work on different things. And, uh, and man, I'll tell you, I just I, I wanted to do it. I wanted to learn. You know that's uh, that's impressive, it's incredible, because you're incredible. able you're able to translate the spirit of the vehicle. That, that's what I believe. I mean, those that may just look at it casually think, "Oh, okay, that's some squiggly lines." But tell us about that spirit. I, I know that you've worked on some pretty cool projects, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But when you're conveying and you're pinning, you're not just. I mean, you. I, I wouldn't think you're just improvising. Talk to us about the process and what's going on in your mind when you're when you're sanctioned to hey do my ride. Uh, a good many times, uh, people will just say whatever you want to do, and I like to try to pick their brain a little bit. I like to get as close to what they're expecting or what their expectations are. Uh, and I, and, but when I look at a car or I look at a vehicle or a motorcycle, I can almost figure out where stuff should go and i think it's a personal thing with uh, the different artists um but i i i can look at something and i see where things should go and nine times out of ten the people are just stoked they just look at this stuff uh, what freaks them out is when i do something in mind it sounds good when i put it to the real it isn't turning out quite like I think it should, and I wipe it all off. And they. Well, I was <laughs> going to ask out. you when there's a, when there's a mechanical boo boo in the service bay, we get it. You know, yeah. we, we have to you start know, over. Start over, but so you yeah. literally, so you can just. I mean, I would imagine there's some drying time. Talk to talk to us about the uh, the paint that you're using. What's uh, what's different about that paint? Well, I I, I use uh, sign paint. Uh, uh, one shot is what I use. Uh, that's what everybody mostly uses. 
you have time, uh, a couple, even two, three hours to, to wipe it off. But uh, I, uh, I got no shame in my game. I've wiped off some of my work a lot of times because it just wasn't coming out like I thought it should or uh, like I can, you know, do it. I, you know, I'll falter on some things, and I, I say, no, no, that's not right. Uh, and when people see me do that, if they're if they're hanging around watching me, you know, they they're really like, what are you doing? What happened uh, here with Mister Wicked, man? <laughs> I would imagine, but you calm yeah. their nerves down because you want it right. I mean, at the end of the day, you're you're all about that creative spirit and vibe and, and getting it right. Well, it's funny you say, uh, I want it right. I, I want it right. And I always tell my customers, when somebody's looking at their, their work, their car, their build, I don't want them making an excuse for something that I did. Uh, sometimes uh, people have a tendency to go, oh, yeah, uh, he did a little thing there. And, and what you're really doing is you're just bringing it to light because nine times out of ten people don't see some of the little glitches, and it's a human hand, and every striper has a glitch, as I was uh, told a long time ago, and I've learned. But uh, but I want it right, and uh, and it can be right. And so that's uh, anything less for me is just not uh, acceptable. Yeah. The art of pinning goes back to the early 1900s, in fact, uh, from the, the old uh, buggies, uh, fire engines. You know, it, it, it this didn't just happen, you would think, like as – muscle car era or classic car era. This goes way back. Um, who are some of your idols uh, that uh, you well, can share with us? Uh, you know, the infamous uh, uh, Von Dutch, I think, was uh, who really kind of put it on the map. And you had the early guys like uh, Tommy the Greek, as you mentioned. And there was a guy in the valley uh, uh, where, near where I live, uh, Tom Otis, uh, Itchy Otis, he was known by. Uh, there was Wait a, a minute. Did you just say Itchy? Itchy? Is his itchy. name is Itchy. Would he have squirrely lines or <laughs> Itchy Otis? I love the name. <laughs> yeah, he um, he was one of the guys that I used to see, you know, in the in the show uh, circuit. When I was uh, a guy that was wanted to be in the show circuit, wanted to have a cool car, wanted to be like these guys, and I was still very much a seasoned wannabe. But I would see these guys. Von Dutch is who came to light, I think, for most. And uh, when I just didn't quite get it yet, uh, I knew of him, but it wasn't important to me. Uh, th- like I said, I was a seasoned wannabe. I, I didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, did I want to get in the car scene? I always had cool cars, but how far did I want to go? And so Von Dutch was, was the guy that I watched pretty close. And as I said, I had my striper who... Uh, did a lot of old school, and uh, in fact, him and I stripe very similar. Uh, again, sadly, he he's gone now, and so I just kind of had to pick up the pieces and uh, mentor my way by myself. But uh, Dutch was the uh, was the guy, you know, he was the man. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, and and Von Von Dutch. For those of you listening, there's a brand Von Dutch, but there's Von Dutch, the metal fabricator. Uh, iconic, uh, also pin striper out there, and 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 Vaughn is still he's still around today. Is he not doing some things out there in uh, Southern California? Am I wrong on that? Von Von Dutch, yeah. Von Dutch is gone. Von he Dutch is gone. Okay, yeah. Sometime. Yeah. Okay. He passed away some time ago, and it seemed like he got more famous. Uh, I would see uh, a lot of uh, clothing and uh, hats. Sure. Uh, mostly uh, women apparel that had all the glitter and the diamonds and all the. And there was uh, there was uh, one young lady that I uh, had talked with when I was still working at a fast food place at our lunch hour, and she had on everything Dutch. And I said, "Who is this guy?" And she said, "Oh my gosh, he's the biggest thing since Versace. He's the you know he's the clothing mogul, you know." And I. My 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 partner um, says, uh, "Are you going to tell her who he really is?" Who he really yeah. is, yeah. And and actually, nah. with, with with all due respect to uh, the original Von Dutch, uh, also known as Dutch or J L Box, Joe Lunchbox, candidate Robert Howard, born in 1929. Of course, he passed in '92. And I'm yeah. cheating here. I'm reading some notes here. Uh, was a motorcycle mechanic, artist, pinstriper, metal fabricator, uh, fabricator, knife maker, knife and gunsmith. Man. Um, yes, uh-huh. you know, and he, he set the precedence and inspired a whole movement. 
Well, he did, and and he, he I had an opportunity uh, to uh, pinstripe an actual motorcycle that actually belonged to him. And as I was told, uh, not very many people had that opportunity to do that. I don't know for certain that, but uh, I was told that not a lot of guys had an opportunity to do that. They would stripe clone bikes and things like that. But I actually striped an original motorcycle owned and designed by him. And I had that sheet metal here at my house, and I was out one night working, and it was very eerie to be holding a gas tank and a fender that belonged to the man himself. And it was the kind of thing where I'm laying lines on on his personal stuff. I wonder how he would take that today, you know? Uh, and it was very, very personal and uh, very eerie and very, very cool, you know, I got to say. Well, I, I remember that because that's how I think we first met. Uh, this, of course, is at Wheels and Waves out in uh, big shout out to Fireball Tim and many, many out there. Um, Absolutely. And, and if you guys want to catch, uh, of course, Fireball has uh, premiered that whole uh, segment of your great work, uh, a great work of history, man. I think on every artist, yeah, on on on, you know, with 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 Vaughn's base, the, mm-hmm. the gas tank. I mean, I can imagine your nerves for sure. Oh, it, it, it was like, um, oh gosh, how can I explain it? I was being tested. You know, it was a, it was a, a, a quiz. You know, it was a, a cram session for learning how to do this. Or, am I going to do it? good? Am I worthy? Am I this? You know, and I was second guessing myself the whole time, even though I feel like I'm a, a seasoned guy in the short time I've striped. Yeah. Uh, I was still uh, looking over my shoulder. Yeah. Know, so to speak. Well, we're going to, we're going to bring you back. We want to get into what is the focus? You know, we've talked to a lot of race car drivers on the show. We talked to a lot of artists on the show. What is the focus? Cause this is all freehand. Where does Johnny Martinez go in his mind? How does he zen and get it right before laying out some wonderful lines? Stay tuned, Wrench Nation. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me, my clients, and they're likely not to come back? Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to PartsAuthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. PartsAuthority.com. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Anytime Auto Glass, a family-owned, full-service windshield replacement and repair company with a focus on hard work, integrity, and providing a no-hassle professional service for their windshield and vehicle tint clients. AnytimeAutoGlassAZ.com or call 480 480- Four three zero four five nine seven. Anytime Auto Glass. Full Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Vision Collision, a full-service auto body repair, collision repair, and automotive paint facility in Tempe, Arizona, serving all of Greater Phoenix. Free towing, free estimates, Vision Collision, family-owned and operated, 480-248-9049, Vision Collision. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Parts Authority Auto Parts. Founded in 1972, a leading national distributor of automotive replacement parts, tools, equipment, and transmissions. For a location near you, visit partsauthority.com. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. 
churning and burning. They yearn for the cup. They Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Get on a wrenchnation.tv, and we're hanging right now with the world-class pinch driver, Johnny Martinez. I will invite you guys, fireballtim.com uh, out of uh, California. Of course, he's been on the show a few times, uh, does an amazing job. But if you want to catch uh, Johnny Martinez, he's a humble cat. I mean, he does the social media but what he really does is he loves to be in his garage creating some awesome pins. But FireballTim.com, type in Johnny Martinez, and you can watch a video of the very thing he was talking about, that Von Dutch uh, tank. Welcome back, Johnny. Thank you. Now, you said you got you got nerves. It was like it was like a like you know, you you were selected as the valedictorian, you're ready to speak to everybody, <laughs> and you're saying in your mind, man, can I do this? The feeling that you had on such a historic project, tell us how you eventually said, you know what? I'm Johnny Martinez. I can get this done. Where do you take, your, where, where do you take yourself? Whether it's a, a Von Dutch uh, tank or, you know, a couple of uh, pins that you're doing or awards. You do a ton of awards for the car shows. Where do you take yourself? Well, I again, I, I, uh, I kind of get inside myself a little bit uh the the dutch uh project that i did uh it was a it was a matter of outlining something that was already there but for me it was uh it was a little nervy because of the piece that it was versus um when i see uh something that somebody wants me to stripe there isn't anything there i've got to put lines on a on a blank canvas I, I was getting that same feeling, you know. It was uh, I had to I had to figure out how to do it. And for the Dutch thing, it was there to do. I knew what I had to do. And on a hood or a, a blank hood or a blank uh, trunk lid or something, a panel, uh, I've got to figure out what I'm going to do on that. Uh, I I think I think hard. I think deep. I almost kind of know what I'm doing to to a blank. But on Dutch's deal, it was the fact that it was Bond Dutch's. Tin. It was his sheet metal once upon a time, so I it wasn't I wasn't second guessing myself so much as I was I got to do this. I mean, not can I do it? I got to do it. I got to do it right. Uh, so in the striping world, it was a lot weighing on me. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a year years in years out season guy. So you know, I'm I like to try to be humble in the fact that. Uh, I'm, I'm fairly new at this compared to a lot of the seasoned guys. These guys, other guys probably would have looked at it and said, ah, no problem, zip, 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 it's done. And I, it was a little more for me uh, yeah. emotionally, you know. Well, we got to share your story because um, in, the, in the show opener, we mentioned that, no, you have not been doing this 30, 40 years. You started striping when you were 60, 60. years old. Talk to us on that, man, because that's inspirational right there. 60 years old, uh, when I when I got my hot rod, uh, and it started really back with that, I wanted something cool to drive. Uh, but when I finished it, I wanted to go to Grand Nationals. And when I won Grand Nationals in 2013, that's when I picked up a striping brush. It was the other part of the car culture. It was iconic. Uh, it was an iconic thing to do, to have. Uh, and I just wanted to learn how to do it. That was it. I had retired from the workforce uh, two years prior, and I was just a hot rod guy going to Bob's Big Boys, sitting in a chair and doing local shows. But I just wanted to learn how to stripe. That's it. And That's all it took. Anybody, it was just a commitment. I mean, you, you were committed, and you were attracted I, to it. I just wanted to learn how to do it. My, my striper amazed me, and so did other stripers. So, but where it took me, Frank, uh, golly, I, I never expected. I never, it brought me to what I'm doing right this minute. Well, we're going to talk about that, but we got to go. We got to step back a few sentences. Uh, that 1929 Ford Model A hot rod pickup, uh, that didn't happen overnight. That is a gorgeous Beautiful. ride uh, with many awards that uh, obviously you mentioned. How did that all come about it? Well, I wanted a hot rod, and I didn't quite know what I was getting into when I got into it. And it was so long ago, I was a younger man, and I'd go to car shows, and I'd, I'd point to my, my wife. I'd say, honey, look at that guy over there. He's kind of heavy set and bald, and he's probably 60. 
Look at that cool car he's got. And and I wasn't getting it because I was 30 years old, but it was those 60-year-old ball-headed guys that could afford these things. And uh, in 1993, I bought my hot rod in pieces, uh, literally in pieces, and it was an 18-year build. And the older I got, the little bit more money I got, and that's when I finally got it. But, wow. uh, but I finished it. And I did the local shows, and I went to Grand Nationals for the for the first time in 2011, and I bombed. And in 13, I went back and I walked the stage, and I won. And I won. Uh, what a feeling! Uh, yeah. What a feeling! I won, won three more times after that. I know in your household during the course of 18 years back in. 1995 at a quinceanera or something. They were saying, hey, Johnny, what are you doing with that? When are you going to get it done? That is what people say and they don't realize the process. And you you lay your head down on the pillow at night and say, you know what? I just need a few more of these pieces and then it's the next phase. And that's what you yeah. went through and you persevered. You know, Frank, you scare me because... I could swear by what you just said. You were probably <laughs> at one of my parties. People, my family was teasing me going, well, we're here for another birthday. Well, what's that truck doing? Oh. You know, another layer of dust. And every year, my neighbors and my family would say, well, here it is. It's still here. It's still sitting. Yeah. Uh, and, but no. And, and, you, and you use the word persevere. In 2016, I went back to Grand Nationals for the third time. And I won it the second time with my car, with my hot rod. And I also won the Perseverance Award there, Aww. which uh, which was the, I hear, the second highest award at Grand Nationals. And I was the third guy to win it. Wow, that's incredible. So, and I think uh, I, I think you speak to a lot of folks that, that get, look, we get, there's phases. Like, like, we, the thing about it is on TV, you see these bills happening. And it's like, yeah, we kind of know, okay, that didn't happen overnight. But. We, as just regular Joe and Jill, go back to our garage, and here's this ride. And sometimes it, it's not uplifting um, when you when you have a comment yeah. or two. And when you say persevere, I think we're speaking to a lot of folks that are listening that say, you know what, I'm not giving up. Maybe they don't understand. Uh, I, I got support from my, my spouse in every area of my life, but not with that hoopty to be. Yeah, and speaking of spouse, so, um, Johnny, everything... Everything is going great, but there was a little bit of a personal thing that happened with you and your wife. When I was building the, the hot rod uh, in 2001, um, yeah, forgive me, I get... I know, oh, I know, I Pumpkin. Still get, I, you know, it's been a while and I still get choked up. Uh, 2001, my wife was diagnosed with cancer, and uh, so we had, to, we had to step back and everything stopped, and... Uh, and it was about a year and a half, two years, I guess, of, of this. My wife went through treatment, uh, both chemo and radiation. It was a rough, rough recovery, uh, treatment and recovery. Uh, and we got through it. And uh, she's fine. She's with me today. Four years later, 2005, I was diagnosed with cancer. And the doctors, and I have the same doctor she has. And he's like, wow, what are the chances of this in the same household? And so the hot rod went on a on a back burner again, but really life went back on a back burner, and uh, and I got through it, and it was tough. And the hardest part in all of that wasn't not finishing the hot rod or anything we owned, or or it was keeping all of this from my kids, keeping mm -hmm. my kids safe, and they had to go through. They had to, they had to go through this and see this with their mom and uh, and me you know i'm supposed to be the, the big tough provider guy that keeps them safe and i was nothing for a long time but you beat it johnny so, and that's the perseverance you did and that's what that's, i think is amazing about did. you we we um we did it and uh after that my my i, I took a step back i grounded immensely and a lot of good things started happening for me then and uh, happening for me then. And, and, and it was uh, my whole outlook changed. And I suddenly loved people no matter what. <laughs> I, I was a little hard to get along with once upon a time. I suddenly loved people. And I decided if there's something I want to do, I'm going to do it. And when the striping thing came, when the hot rod thing came, I wanted one. You know, I built one. I had a lot of help through it. 
And then I wanted a stripe. And I said, well, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, but I, I couldn't have imagined what it what it's done to now. Yeah. Big hugs to yeah. Mrs. Wicked Lines Martinez. <laughs> I, I hope she's listening. Um, you know, the thing about what you just stated, because, you know, we, we have folks listening from all over, well, really all over the world. Yes. We don't we don't quite know. We hear about someone else's pain and, and we, we can feel a little bit. But until you actually go through it and I've talked to more people in the car community, it seems that in that community, we're grounded. We're all one anchor and we're going to go through highs and lows. And you got us all choked up in studio, by the way. I just want to let you know, Johnny, not not because of the terrible sea. But if there's any takeaway from this show, forget about striping. It's that word perseverance. And we need more of that. We need more of that. And, and, and you proved that. Our kids do look up to us, and it's hard. And, and let's just face it, Susie, as men, we, we, we think we're bulletproof. Of but course. We, we get broadsided, you know. And so I love you for that, Johnny, man. That, that's uh, that's incredible that, that, uh, that you made it through. And, and uh, whatever you do, you're going to kill it. That's right. You're going to you're going to really overcome anything. And look, you've been through a Vaughn Dutch gas tank. You can do anything, man. <laughs> That's what I say. Uh, Johnny, I want you to hang on. We're going to cut to break. There's some more that we want to we, we want to help you. We want to get folks listening over to some of the events that you've got coming up. And we want to talk about one or two projects that were near and dear to your heart. Stay tuned. Ranch Nation. Frank here with Wrench Nation. We appreciate you guys tuning in every week to the Wrench Nation Car Talk Show. But did you guys know I'm not basket weaving? I don't do roofing. I actually own Desert Car Care of Chandler. Boy, and I've got a great team down there. If you've got car repair or maintenance needs, I invite you to stop by my garage over a cup of coffee. Maybe you've got that large estimate and you're not sure where to go. Give me a call, 480-726-6400, Desert Car Care of Chandler. Strawberries, cherries, and an angel's kiss in spring. Right on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Always, always uh, an honor to hang with you guys. Remember, if you're dipping in and out of the show, we uh, have the podcast upload, your favorite player. We're all out there. Uh, Spotify, iTunes on Sunday. So catch the show in its entirety. An honor to spend it with you. Uh, with the opening of a newer gallery, the Fireball Gallery out in Oxnard, California, uh, out of the Murphy Audi Museum. They actually took a segment, Susie, of this uh, auto museum, and Fireball got involved. Fireball, a, a great designer uh, in the automotive industry, has a ton of Hollywood cars behind his name, mm -hmm. and just a, an amazing cat. Um, invited our friend, Mr. Wicked Lines, Johnny Martinez, to be a part of that art exhibit. Johnny, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, tell us about that. That had to be exciting for you. Was what was that one of those nervous moments of God? What am I going to highlight <laughs> regarding the Fireball Gallery out of Oxnard, California's Murphy Auto Museum? Well, it was. You know, I was hanging out at Fireball's event in Malibu every uh, uh, once every Sunday of the month. You know, drinking coffee with all the car pals and. He would come up to me and he'd say, hey, I got something that I, I want to talk to you about. And then he'd kind of drop off and then I wouldn't hear nothing. Uh, he was teasing and, uh, you. That's fireball. <laughs> fire. that's a, that's a, he, did that a, he did that a couple of times. But then he tells me that he's got this uh, this idea to put a gallery in the, in the Murphy. And uh, he was going to feature five artists. And he was kind of outlining it. And then he, I think he dropped it off at that and said, stay tuned. And. When he finally come back to me, he says, I'm making you the feature artist. And I'm like, okay, well, what's a feature artist? I'm, uh, you know, See, I'm, just a, I'm just a San Fernando Valley hot rod guy. Uh, you know, I was a plain guy just here in California with, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting anything other than just driving a cool hot rod. And uh, he says, you're the feature artist. You're, you're going to be the, the main artist, and I'm going to put you in a room all by yourself. And you're going to put pieces in there. Wow, that's so incredible. So he shows me the room, and it's a big room. And I'm going, well, I can't put just two or three pieces in here. And, uh, and I've never done this before. 
So I got busy starting to create things, and I came up with 17 pieces, including a full-size surfboard, and uh, we showcased uh, with four other wonderful artists. Uh, a couple of them were good friends of mine, and, uh, and here we have it. We had the gala opening, as you know, uh, and there were some big people there, and uh, I was all of a sudden uh, an artist. He said, no more uh, hobbyist. You don't use that word no more. And, oh, uh, wow. and here I was feeling like I was in the big leagues, you know? What a great break. Uh, yeah. Just Murphy. one other amazing thing for me. Yeah, I want you guys to head over to murphyautomuseum.org. Of course, the uh, I believe the museum is limited or next to closed. Hopefully that changes in California, but you certainly can catch the uh, Muscles and Mojo Car Show. Uh, tell uh, Fireball and the rest of the gang, Wrench Nation, said hi. You had mentioned, Johnny, you were amongst some other artists, and we're talking some talent. L.A. street artist Bohemia Incorporated. You guys listening, check them out. Uh, Jeff Ambao, Chris Garcia, and many other talents. But you had, like, the master wing, did you? <laughs> I, I had the room. Uh, you had to walk through a threshold to get into it, so you were going into a whole other room. Uh, and a lot of my uh, friends from Huntington Beach were there, who I've come to meet over the last six, seven years. I've been going south, doing a lot of work over there for those folks. They were there. Uh, there was uh, some uh, uh, other artists from uh, out of town, actually. I think even one or two out of the country that were there. Uh, Tony Dow. Uh, oh, yeah. Tony Dow, he was there. Uh, I've become really good friends with him, so he was there. And he had his arm on my, around me, and he was like, good show. You did good. Because he's, he's an accomplished artist. He yeah, is. So we, he was... We've had Tony on the show. Uh, uh, oh, we were honored yeah. to have, of course, you guys tuning in, Tony Dow, Leave It Leave to it Beaver, Beaver fame. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, not only uh, on you know on the big screen talent, but he is doing some impressive things in his uh, yes, studio uh, by way of art and design and sculptures and such. Johnny, sure. you know, when you started, I, I, I want to pick your brain a little bit because we have a lot of folks listening now that may feel, you know what, I've been doing this. It's not working out. Uh, it's just not for me. How did you get over that? Here you are. You're 60. You could have chilled in the wind, kept doing the, the shows, picked up a few more trophies. But I know you were burning some midnight oil trying to perfect this freehand of pinning, this pin art. How did you overcome that, man? How did you have the foresight to say, you know what, I'm not quitting? What would you share with folks right now that may, may be going you know, through some downturns? When I, when I started doing it, um, I, I'm not going to say it came easy, um, but it came easier for me than I thought. But there was a lot of room for improvement, believe me. And uh, when I would finish a piece, I'd look at it, and I'd go, wow, that's not so bad. And that was my drive to do it a little bit better. And uh, uh, an old striper once told me at a show, he says, don't settle for your last piece. Uh, make the oh, next one better. That's I love great that. advice. And, uh, yeah. And 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 if you do one kind of thing, that's that's okay. But <laughs> I'm pretty diversified. Uh, you know, you can see a 32 Roadster in my garage, which there was uh, that I was doing for a guy uh, here nearby, uh, high end Roadster. And then you can see me doing a pair of shoes. <laughs> uh, so my diversity is is pretty broad. So it was hard. No, well, it wasn't hard. It, it was it was challenging to improve from my last piece to my next piece, but I always remembered that, so I didn't settle, and uh, and I had heart. Uh, I wanted to be a pinstriper, just a pinstriper for me. All the other came by itself. You know, I never really saw it coming. It just people were recognizing me. All of a sudden, somebody. I got pieces in Sweden. I've got pieces in England. Uh, and, and those, those are the things that were happening for me. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, well, geez, you know, this is pretty cool. It is. So, it is um, cool. Uh, boy, we know? could, we could go on and on, but I have to, I have to just do you justice, man. Cause you are a humble cat. You are an amazing talent. Where can people, we've got a lot of car show folks listening and they've been idle. 
They've been idle. And I'm predicting third, fourth quarter into definitely 22 first quarter. We're going to party at the car shows like nothing else before. <laughs> Where can so. folks find you? Give them your information now because you do trophies. You do just about anything that would really be unique and have your signature style. Where can folks find you? Well, I'm on uh, Instagram as Wicked Suede, uh, and I also have, and I'm on Facebook as, uh, you know, 250,000 million other people are. Um, I, I'm on Facebook as uh, Johnny Martinez. Uh, I also have John's Wicked Lines uh, on, 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 uh, on uh, Facebook. And uh, and that's that's where you can find me uh, online, uh, and then it shows uh, here where I live in California. And when the shows fire up, I'm usually at a show. Uh, I'm not hard to find uh, when you do go to a show. Uh, my my hot rod is pretty stifling, and a lot of people know me, and and I'm blessed for that. So. Well, we're blessed to have you in the car community, not only as a great talent. Susie. Well, not only that, Frank, but, you know, in our talks with Johnny, when we were setting up the show, I sent him pictures of the 58. Have you thought about some lines to put on there, Johnny? Oh, I've already got it figured Ooh, out. Oh, see, kidding? Yeah, so you guys, if you're new to the show, uh, Susie Sockets, uh, our, our lovely co-host of the Ranch Nation, she's working a 58 build as we speak, and uh, we'll, we'll have to get some pictures to get folks caught up. Johnny, it is an honor to spend time with you, and we're very hopeful here in the very near future uh, to connect with you, maybe at a Muscles and Mojo and other car shows out in Southern California. Thank you so much, Absolutely. brother. Oh, thank you, uh, Frank, Susie. Thanks so much for having me and giving me the time. I had a great time. So did we. Right on. So there you you have it. You know, as we've had a lot of guests on the show, I think the the mantra is, yeah, you're going to start off a little broken, dirty, and everything. (laughs) And I don't care what you do, man. I know this is a car show, but don't give up. And it gets sloppy because here's a guy who was 60 years old who said, I want to do this. And it was rough in the beginning, and now he's sought after. So uh, great to hang with Johnny Martinez. Susie, what's the last words? Well, so here's the thing. So I live in Chandler, and I actually went to go visit a new uh, pool and save over in Gilbert, and Alex Pineda was an amazing... Well, pull and save, so if you're trying to get your own used car parts... I had to get a bumper. You had to get a bumper? And where's this place at? This is in Gilbert. I don't know the exact cross streets, but just pull and save. Alex Pinata, thank you for helping me. I really, did I just call you Pinata? Pinata. Hey, well, he celebrates every day at the (laughs) junkyard like a Pinata. Right on. We uh, we always live to give uh, give the shout outs, uh, you know, to some of our friends out there. And if you have a used car part, check them out. Check them out. Uh, an honor to spend it with you guys every week, Wrench Nation. Get on to wrenchnation.tv. We will be back in house next week. We have a very special guest. We've got the folks from Meguiar's. You've heard of it. You went to the store and said, what kind of car wash should I use for the weekend to clean my ride? Well, we got the folks at Meguiar's. We're going to cover everything from A to Z on how to properly give your ride a distinguished look and a nice waxing. You guys stay tuned for that show next Wednesday. Appreciate you. As I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic. Hey,